Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. Um, this is an out of cycle update. More to spotlight another token, as I have not done in quite a while. But this is one I've done some extensive research on, and I needed to kind of get my head wrapped around what it really was. You know, what's the pitch of it? What's the sales pitch? What is the benefit and value of it? Um, before I even talked about it. And just to give fair disclosure, I do hold a very small stake in it, so it's not like I have major amounts of cash invested in it at this point. Um, I do have a small stake, mostly so I can watch it, and then at some point I'll probably buy more. But um, this token's called HOLD, spelled H-O-D-L. It's on the Binance Smart Chain. And HOLD is a unique one because they've switched the model around. And just to kind of give some, some preface here, um, they are listed on exchanges already. It's been around for a while, um, but they're listed on Bitmark. They're listed on Decoin, which I've never heard of. Uh, FegX, I've never heard of. Uh, LBank, uh, obviously people know LBank. I would say LBank and Bitmark are probably the two big ones um, that are available, or you can get it from PancakeSwap. Now, there's a couple of things I want to call out with these guys before I uh, go a little bit further. Hold originated sometime around... Uh, late April, early May time frame uh, was founded on, obviously, on the Binance Smart Chain. They originated in PancakeSwap. Um, seemed like it was very popular. Now, I want to talk about the coin a little bit in depth because evident by its name, their pitch is to try to get people to hold and not sell. Now, the reason I'm calling that out specifically is that the unfortunate facts about this one, they have put in some mechanics that for some people are not going to be considered acceptable. And so it's important that you understand what those mechanics are before you decide to buy into it. Now, if you bought from an exchange, that's a different deal. The problem is that the exchange is actually, they're changing the contract a little bit. So the exchange is starting to lock down availability uh, to access the token. So I'm calling this out now, but it means that if you were to buy from PancakeSwap, it'll let you buy in but you won't be able to sell. That's the big thing right now. So if you do want to buy into it, I'm not saying don't. I'm saying just be aware that right now they're in the process of doing some revamping. And as a result, there's some mechanics that have been locked down and that may affect your experience. And when I say lockdown, I talked about before on certain tokens and how you can detect whether they are or are not uh, a scam. And one of the indicators, potential indicators, is whether or not the developer team has access to restrict your ability to trade the token. Well, the problem is that in this one, they did leave in the ability to lock out the token. They left it in there because they are making changes time and again. And so they have implemented this in order to lock down the ability to make sales. So what happens is if you were to look at the sell uh, slippage, which I talked about in a previous entry, it doesn't matter what you set it to, you won't be able to sell it out, and that's because the sell fee is significant, and that's to block people from selling it, essentially block them. You could override it and then let the slippage go to 100%, but basically you're getting nothing, and that doesn't do you any good. So that's a warning shot to you is, yes, it's a decent token for what they're trying to entice you to do, but as I said, sometimes you just have these things that happen you got to cash out. It's not what you want to do, but you got to do it. And it, it is somewhat frustrating to see a developer kind of force the matter on you. I think it should be by way of my marketing, by way of my sales pitch, and by way of my rewards, which I'll talk about later. 
that I'm going to encourage you to keep the token rather than me forcing it upon you. So let me talk about some of the flip, the good stuff about hold so that you can at least understand I'm not trashing them because I do think it's a solid project. I think that the way that they did it is just not good. Um, so the hold token has a reward pool that sends BNB rewards. So BNB is, of course, the Binance token. It gets sent straight to your wallet just for holding the token for the long span of time. There's money set aside for marketing. There's money set aside to pay people. There's reflection rewards that go uh, to users so your, your, your bag increases over time. So it has a lot of great things about it. I'm, told, I'm totally not trashing it, I guarantee you. It's just I'm not a fan of forcing anything. It's just like the whole Fox scene. I'm not a fan of forcing anything on anyone. I think it should be individual choice, and you should get good at marketing and sales to convince your buyers to do whatever they're going to do. But the truth is, if you want to put a mechanic in there to stop whales, that's a different thing. But to basically say nobody can sell, to me that's kind of disruptive and sketchy, especially because that's not disclosed up front on the site. It should be one of the first things you see is, Louis built this token to stop you from selling, period, point blank, so that people have some assurances that they did it for the right reasons and not just because. So for me, I'm not saying don't buy into it. I'm saying I think it should be a better way to do what you're trying to do, get to the point where we understand our investors and we say no i'm not going to i'm not going to force anything upon you i'm not going to force anything down your throat or on your arm or any of that i i want to convince you to buy my token here's my rewards i offer now let me flip on the recommendations i would make for the kinds of improvements i would like to see the bnb rewards are a joke let me just say that straight i did a calculation in order to get bnb rewards that I would even consider partially acceptable. I'm not even talking greatly acceptable. I'm talking partially acceptable. In order to get an amount of reward that's at least partially receptable, you'd have to have almost $20 trillion in order to get a decent, I'm talking a tolerable amount of tokens. I understand BNB is hard to come by, but the truth is this. If somebody already has trillions and trillions and trillions of tokens, at that point, you're spending thousands of dollars. Like we're talking $60,000 to $50,000, $60,000. So you're telling me that you can't just find it in yourself to say, okay, look, you invested, say, $1,000 into our token, which significantly helps us. Okay, we're going to give you a dollar's worth of BNB every day. And you can't do just that much. Like it's significantly low. So I'm questioning the calculation. It's not saying it's a scam because it's not. It clearly is creating rewards. I can see it. It's just I think the rewards amount is a joke compared to the amount of investment necessary to even get to that point, especially when you think about the reflections because the reflections themselves have significantly more value than the BNB rewards. Like I would frank I would frankly say, you know, if I could not have the reflections and just get it all that same fiat equivalent as BNB rewards, that would be a better avenue for me and maybe some coin developer will listen to this and say you know what that's a great idea that's what i want to see is if you're doing reflections like rich quack for example and you're like six percent reflections on a token that's skyrocketing and i'm literally making a dollar a day i would rather put that dollar a day into bnb rewards 
So why can't we do that as an option? Because some people might want the reflections for their own stake. They don't care about B&B. But maybe I care about B&B. Give me the choice of doing that. How would that work? I don't know. I'm saying that as I see holds percentage, it's just a joke. And I would like, it's just spurring me to try to think of a better way to incentivize what you're doing. I'm not ungrateful or any of that. I just think there's a better way if you're, you might as well not even bother at how low it is. That's where I'm getting at. So whole token, I think it's worth investing in. I think it's a solid token. I think it's worth holding, but it's one of those where, as I've said before, invest what you can afford to lose. If you're not, if you're at the point where you might have a risk of needing to sell out because something happens, and obviously you can't anticipate everything. I'm just saying if you're at that level of risk or you think you're at that level of risk, I would strongly recommend that you simply avoid it because you're not going to be able to sell this guy because they have this imposed upon you. But it's a good community. I think it's a really good community. I think it's a really good token. It's a solid token. It's a solid investment for a diverse portfolio by every means. Um, it does seem to grow very steadily, obviously, because you can't sell worth of nothing. But I just think that they need to think a little bit differently about how they handle trying to do their pitch and sell it, not force it. Other than that, it's well worth the time and money to consider it as part of your portfolio. And I want to make sure I'm clear and I'll repeat it for the fourth time. I am not trashing the token. I am not trashing the developers. I'm saying that it's it's a frustrating thing when you see a token that's so strong on its tokenomics, has a good community, well-built, seems to be solid, and then you see something like that that's truly anti-consumer because it's anti-consumer to block sales. Like, could you imagine... If you were to go into your local pawn store and your pawn store says, nope, all you can do is buy from here. You can't sell. Do, do, do. I mean, they would shut down. They can't work that way. And so I, I see these anti-consumer type steps taken because they're trying something new and they have the best of intentions, but it ends up harming ultimately the lower level traders. It, in your quest to try to stop whale sellout, you're harming the lower level. And the problem is that, and I don't think it's the case here, but when you do those lockdowns, it's a risk that it could be a rug pull and that's not good for anybody. So I credit them for trying something new and trying something different and some strategies and tokenomics that are designed to generate wealth and keep it going up. But at the same time, a lot of these things just end up hurting the lower level traders in the favor of the greater level traders. Because obviously if you can buy that, 20 trillion tokens worth of value, you're getting major rewards, you're getting enriched. So the rich are getting enriched like crazy, but then this low-level somebody who could only afford $100 for now, but then they have to sell because their kid needs to go somewhere. They can't sell, and then they get trapped, and they didn't know it. And all that does is put a black eye and a negative perception of the crypto community, and that's not what we, do. That's not what we want. So I'm not criticizing the strategy. I'm saying there has to be a better way to achieve what they're trying to do. And to me, something like a there's, a, there's a cap on how much you can sell per day is a better tool than just outright blockage as what's the case here, in my opinion. Maybe it's temporary. Even if it's temporary, it's the fact that you still could do it in the future again. Maybe you choose to block it again for some odd reason. It's just negative perceived from the low-level traders and the casual traders who I'm advocating for, not the wealthy ones.